Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is November 27th, 2023, and this is episode 576 of the Lots Project Podcast, where we're defining norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Lessons Learned Prior to Launch and is brought to you by Food Forest Farms. Today, I will be chatting about the things we learned during our test runs prior to leaving the farm, selling everything, and going full-time RV but first, let's grab a cup of coffee, catch up with what's going on in the live chat, and we'll dive into that topic in just a little bit. Whew, been a little interesting this morning. Been a little interesting for sure. How's everybody doing? How was everyone's, uh, I guess it was Thanksgiving weekend still, even though we were here with you on Thursday and Friday, but uh, back at it today. Good morning, Jim. How are we doing? Back with Butcher. Nice to see you. Saw your new hat uh, this morning. Corey was showing me that you got a new hat, which is very nice. And Rachel, we rewild their life. How are you doing today? Oh, man. Got squirrely right there before uh, before the show. Usually I get up and uh, get up and get everything done and sit here and wait for the time to clock tick down. And I got started doing something else and got a little distracted, clicked back over, and it was time to go. And so I wasn't really ready. Uh, MSU Rifle, how are we doing this morning? Hope you had a good weekend. Um, Hunter says, well, Ireland finally said it out loud. Not sure what they said. I've been, uh, I was pretty much incommunicado all weekend, wasn't watching any news or anything like that. What's going on in Ireland, uh, Hunter? Good morning, by the way. Uh, what is in the cup this morning? I have uh, light Colombian, very, very, um, very, very light Colombian. It is pretty fantastic. It's hopefully going to, um, hopefully going to uh, wake me up here a little bit. Hunter says that uh, Ireland said that all law and legislation is a restriction on freedom. Wow. Wow, a government actually said everything they do is bad. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Kyle said he had to pull out, uh, pull out his acting chops for that video over on TikTok, and um, <laughs> he's up to five thousand views on it. You should go check out Kyle's TikTok if you haven't checked out Kyle the Backwoods Butcher on TikTok. He's got uh, he's got some pretty interesting stuff over there. If you ever wanted to get to know the guy, um, I don't know if his TikTok is an accurate representation of him in purpose person, but uh, definitely close, definitely close. And Rewilder Life is uh, sipping on some green tea, clover, and nettles. You and Rachel will get along, I think. Corey, Corey is a definitely tea girl. Um, ourselves we we spent a lot of time this weekend just um relaxing i guess and uh getting through getting through the weekend Corey had a uh a, a short week last week kind of she worked what'd you do one monday tuesday and friday and uh so she went back to work friday i did some stuff and then saturday and sunday we we 
we um we spent some time together and just uh she got a bunch of stuff done i got a little stuff done and then we spent a lot of time together so backwards butcher says that tiktok is him amplified i don't know if that would be the description i would use i don't know if that necessarily would be the description i would use but anyway chilly here this morning in tennessee it is uh supposed to be 28 ish 27 huh, i was one degree off but um oh it is currently 26 it's currently 26 out and we were sitting at a balmy 50 55 degrees in the camper wood stove just kicking pretty good and uh, warming up as we speak. So I think the skirting is working. I think the skirting is working. I think it's helping. Um, Corey and I have talked a couple times and I think that um, it's definitely definitely slowing the temperature change in here. It's, it's stabilizing things um, a bit and then add in the top add in the the wood stove and then the residual heat from the wood stove uh as it uh, if it goes out and just sits there and um the fan rattles <laughs> i don't know can you guys hear can you hear the fan rattling in the background um on the mic i don't know if that is uh, is something that would come through or not but there's our eco fan on top of the on top of the wood stove we have one of those eco fans that when it heats up it's not battery operated or anything. It runs off the, the convection uh, of the heat hitting the fan. And there's certain temperatures that it just rattles. And it just, um, yeah, it'll start randomly. It sits there, it sits there, it heats up, it's spinning, it's spinning. And it's not like when it first starts spinning. And it's not when it's going as fastest. It's somewhere in the middle when it gets to a certain temperature. And then it just rattles for uh, about 10 minutes. So. That's rattling right now. Rewilder Life says uh, everything broke this weekend, and I uh, I was following along with that a little bit. And who puts a plastic blower fan in? Um... Hunter says it comes through a little. It sounds like a hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. It, if it comes through a little on the mic, you should hear it in here. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is for sure. Uh, Corey's Corey's gonna mess around with it over there and probably end up probably end up being louder. But it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. Oh, what is on the list today? What is on the list today? Uh, Friday coming up, three hundred twenty-five thousand Satoshi giveaway on Friday. We had three hundred thousand this past Black Friday, and um. We didn't get enough to qualify, so that goes back into the pot. I'll add on another 25, and on Friday, we will be up to 325,000 sats, so be sure to be around for that um, next Friday, 6 a.m. Central, it, just in case you uh, you didn't know when the show was, but that is coming up. Um Friday, let's uh, on my notes here. Friday, when Corey went to work, I went out and I had to gather woods. And so I said, this morning it's 26. It's supposed to be three or four days here in the in below freezing in the morning. So we'll go through a little bit of we'll go through a little bit of um, of wood today for sure, uh, in the next few days. So 
went out and cut some up and got it all split up. And on the way home, I stopped at the post office and had a cool little package from uh, my man Pip down there in Florida with duction cups. He uh, he got me a, a, a Gerber EAB. It's in my it's in my um, in my jeans in the bedroom, but it's a sweet little EAB. If you don't know what that is, it's a flip open uh, razor knife. It uses the the standard utility blade razor knife, uh, and it. Um, it's nice and compact and in, in changeable. You can change out the blade once it goes uh, once it goes dull, <laughs> and it uh, snaps shut. Really solid. It's got a belt clip or a pocket clip, belt clip, money clip, whatever you want to use it for. And uh, so it, uh, it it sits real snug in the corner of your pocket. You don't lose it. And man, he had it, uh, he had it engraved up with the, with the lots project logo on it. So man, I appreciate that Pip. That was really cool, uh, to get in the mail. And I could have used the knife itself to open the package, uh, that it came in. So <laughs> I struggled and struggled and struggled to get it open and, uh, opened it up. And it was a, was the perfect tool for opening the box that I was trying to open. So there was that, but man, it, it, it fits great in my pocket. And um, <laughs> Kyle says, oh, God, he's anchormanning it and broadcasting with no pants. No, I have pants on. I just don't have my, my day pants on. I have my morning pants on. <laughs> Corey, Corey's laughing. I have my pants on that uh, when I get up in the morning and it's, it's fucking cold in here. They're the pants I throw on to uh, to go outside and and do my morning do my morning um, water lawn my morning lawn watering. Um, yeah, and then I'll I'll get dressed a little later after the show when we take the dogs for a walk. So yeah, I'm not naked, not half naked at least. Um, so pick that up on Friday, uh, and I really 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 appreciate that from Pip. Uh, another thing I got done this weekend was I got uh, rabbit foot keychains. Yeah, we have rabbit foot keychains left. I, I've told the story here. Um... <laughs> uh, when, when we were on the road, we had been on the road for, for man, almost uh, half a year, three quarters of a year. We ended up finding a bag of uh, rabbit foot keychains that somehow made the purge. They made the purge uh, at the house a couple times into the into the into the camper, and then as we were doing some even more, Corey was we were going to that cooler just looking for stuff, um, and we ended up finding a bag of fifteen rabbit foot keychains from back on the homestead. These are these are actually the probably the better ones that we had. They were the ones that Corey would take with her to work uh, when she was working down in the hospital, and. Um, and would sell them in person. And so she would always take the best looking ones uh, to sell in person as opposed to shipping them out. And so we have uh, 15. I got them up on Etsy, uh, threw them up there at a gaudy price and then threw a, a discount on them. So if you're interested in getting one of those, don't go to Etsy. Just email me, email me or uh, shoot me a message anywhere. And we can uh, we can work out a deal on Rabbitfoot keychains, get one shipped out for you or your family. They, uh, they make great gifts, little stocking stuffers. They are super, they're really big. Okay, so if you are my age, did you ever have a foot keychains when you were a little? If you're a little younger, 
um, when you used to go to the the book fair. Did you guys have a book fair? No. Yeah. Carnivals, book fairs. You'd see you'd get the the rabbit foot keychains. They were little tiny things. Uh, usually dyed some weird color, pink, purple, green, and uh, fall apart relatively soon after you got it. Uh, yeah, that's not these. These are nice, big, um, probably four or five inches long, um, natural colors. We had really cool colored rabbits and um, really cool colored rabbits. Uh, some of these are the Rex ones, lots of white ones with uh, with dark gray strips and some things like that. So it's super cool um, to find those. I can get them up there and see see what we got. Hunter says, oh, crap. I never finished the last batch. How long can they stay in the alcohol? I'm not sure. Marie says she's not sure. She never forgot like a dumbass. That's not what I said. That's not what she said, but that's what, that's what I know she was probably thinking. <laughs> For me. If it was me. If it was me. Hunter, she doesn't think you're a dumbass. Um, she says the hair might come out. She doesn't know. Uh, she never left them in alcohol too long, but Kyle says, be an adult. My morning pants are my pants. Am I the only one that has morning pants? I guess you guys don't get up and do something and then get up and do something else uh, in the morning. But Corey says some people call them pajamas. Well, are they pajamas if you don't wear them to bed? I, I don't wear anything to bed. I'm not, I'm not the only one that doesn't wear anything to bed. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Kyle says, Backwoods Butcher should have merch coming in the new year. The uh, uh, What? Oh, the artist. He says, the arrest doing all the work sits his whole family down to watch my content. Uh, the arrest, the artist. And uh, Rewilder Life said someone stole her rabbit foot keychain with her cool jean jacket with the patches and pins. Are you are you still upset about it? Because I would be. I would be. Rachel, I, I, I feel for you. I definitely feel for you in getting your uh, your jean jacket stolen with the patches and the pins. And the rabbit foot keychains. I, hmm, I, hmm, I, I don't know. That could actually be an, a life-altering experience. Definitely be a life-altering experience. But anyway, uh, it's, it was an interesting weekend. It was an interesting weekend. Corey and I sat. And this morning, I was just like, what, what did I do this weekend? And I think it was... I think it was a kind of a recovery um, weekend. I it was gloomy. It was gloomy. It was rainy. It was cloudy. It was um, kind of dark, and I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't. I was. Uh, I was very kind of lethargic and didn't do a whole lot. So, Andre says that's a villain origin story. Rachel is Rachel is not a villain, and. Uh, so it must have went, it was a big swing either way. Stealing her her jean jacket could have been a, uh, it could have flipped her into a villain or the sweetest person that uh, that could be. And uh, I don't think she's a villain. So well, maybe it was a good thing that the, the jacket got stolen because I think Rachel turned out pretty damn good. So 
Um, anyway, let's get on. Let's get on to that topic today. Uh, the, 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 the stuff I want to cover is things that we learned from our trips prior to launching. Uh, when we decided we were going to go full-time RV, we had a couple dates that we set out there, a couple of uh, targets that we wanted to hit. As far as leaving, um, <laughs> as far as leaving the farm, uh, we had a lot of stuff to do. We had to get the camper ready. We had to get the solar and all the things we were retrofitting, get those installed. Um, and Pip, good morning, Pip. No, there will not be a quiz on this at the end. But uh, we had to we had to get the camper done. And on top of getting the camper done, we had to sell the the homestead before we could leave permanently. So we had these kind of moving targets. Um, we knew we wanted to take the RV on a trip before we lived in it, uh, test out the systems. We were trying it out in the in the garage or in the garage in the driveway, and um, you know you you can you can test things out as much as you want when you're sitting still. But we really wanted to to get the functionality as we as we took off. So we decided. <laughs> so we decided we were going to take off. We were going to go to see Brian Norton out at Squatch Fest. And that is the first trip we took. Well, kind of. Th that was the first long trip we took. I'll, uh, I'll mention some things before that. But I wanted to bring Brian Brian's uh, company, Food Forest Farms, in for the sponsor today since that was one of the first main trips we went. And he is a sponsor of the show. So today's sponsor is Food Forest Farms. And at Food Forest Farms, the extraordinary is the norm. They fuel the mission with diverse offerings from hand-roasted specialty coffees that'll bring joy to your mornings to stunning jewelry and metal art pieces that'll add flair to your style. But that's not all. They also provide unique camping and stay experiences through hip camp and Airbnb stays. Perfect for adventure seekers. So whether you're a coffee enthusiast, a fan of unique crafts, or an adventurer at heart, Food Forest Farms has something special for you. Check out Ready to Embark on this extraordinary journey. Head over to Food Forest Farms to explore more. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. Stay in the loop about their latest offerings. The C4 Club, or just try a holly holiday pack of coffee for listeners of the show listening on the audio podcast. Use lots 10 L O T S 104 10% off your first order. That's a one time use co coupon. If you've already used that, feel free to use the general lots 5 L O T S 5 coupon for 5% off and always free shipping foodforestfarms.com. Thanks, Brian, for sponsoring the show. I really appreciate it. And congratulations, Chicken Joe. All right. All right. All right. Let me see. Backwoods Butcher said you decided you <coughs> wanted to poop in your driveway. What? <laughs> what? And Food Forest Farms. I do, I do enjoy this, uh, this new tagline. Food Forest Farms, where roaster, where the roaster is as high as the amount of caffeine. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, I'll have to mark that one down for uh, for later use. And uh, a comment that came in here real quick before I, I swing on to this topic is that Backwood said, 
Rachel uh, Rewilder life is not a villain yet, but wait till she sees some bitch wearing that jacket in public. <laughs> 20 years later, 30 years later, she's going to lay the smack down. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's um, let's get into it. So lessons learned. We decided we were going to take a trip. Uh, I mentioned we took a little trip before Food for or before Out Squatch Fest at C. Brian. Uh, that basically was to weigh our camper. It was to, um, uh, weigh, uh, it was to weigh the camper and basically to pull it for the first time when we bought it, we didn't have a, we didn't have a truck. We didn't have a truck big enough to pull it. We didn't have a truck. Really. We had a, a Subaru Outback. Uh, and so we had a relative bring the camper, park it in our driveway and we worked on it. We figured out what kind of truck we wanted. We worked on the truck. We got everything ready, but we still had never pulled the camper. Neither of us had pulled a camper, a trailer that big. I had pulled um, other types of trailers. I had never pulled a camper myself. Corey had pulled snowmobile trailers, smaller campers, things like that. And when we looked at the driveway, we were like, we don't know if we want to try to get this back in. Our relative that went and picked it up for us had also taken quite a bit of time. He was almost a year nomad, wasn't he? Or eight months, something like that. He had gone nomad for a while, traveled around with a fifth wheel by himself. He was experienced pulling and backing up trailers, snowmobile trailers, ice houses, things like that. And when he pulled our rig in, he, we struggled. We struggled to get it into the spot we wanted to be. We ended up, we ended up fine. We ended up getting it there. Uh, with some um, some messing around, but we didn't want to as new. Um, we didn't want to have to mess around with that when we when we got back from our first thing. So we were very hesitant to take it out. We were almost thinking, let's do this, let's uh, let's get going and just sell everything and not come back. I think that was in both the back of our heads, but we knew it was wiser to go and uh, and get some experience before we were there full time. So we got everything changed. Um, we loaded up the camper with whatever we thought we were going to take. Uh, it was blatantly clear at this point that we weren't going to get the house sold before we were taking our trip to Washington. Uh, it was going to be an out and back. We were going to come back and settle down. We wanted to know what the weight was on our camper because we had taken a ton of stuff out, but we had also put a ton of stuff back in. We had loaded the truck up with everything we were going to try. Uh, at that point, everything we had decided we were going to take with us. And so we searched for the nearest cat scale. Uh, it was cat as in uh, the company cat, C-A-T, not the, the animal cat, the yellow and black sign. So it was about uh, 30, 35 miles away, I believe, was the closest one. It was pretty easy country drive, back roads, uh, most of the way. It was a gas station that I had serviced while I was uh, still working in the gas in gas industry. And so I knew how to get there. I knew that the, the route was pretty straightforward. There were no crazy turns, and, uh, and it should have been an easy drive. <laughs> Uh, should have been an easy drive, and as we uh, as we took off, 
felt really good. Corey said this is you know this is the first time she's driving there. We end up getting to the gas station. We used the scale. It worked well. Um, we were underweight enough that we were okay. We were okay with the weight. We didn't have to do any major changes, but we were close. So we knew we knew we were packed to what we could. That anything that um, went in, we needed something to come out. We didn't want to go any further. So before we left, we looked at the gas gauge. Um, you're used to driving the for quite a while now. We were used to gas it took. Um, we knew how far we had to go. We knew how much, uh, we thought we knew how much we had used on the way there. And so we took off on the drive home. Well, you know, I, I mentioned that it was all back roads on the way, um, <laughs> uh, on the way back, it was all back roads on the way there. It was all back roads. There's no gas stations in between on the way back to the house all of a sudden Corey's like hey how many miles do we have left and i looked at the gps and it was a significant amount i was like i don't know uh, 20 miles 15 miles why she's like well um we're almost out of gas and i'm like wait what what's going and you know you ever have a have a gas gauge there that um the old school that would go down faster as it got close to empty i always thought that was backwards it should have went down faster as it was fuller uh but man that thing started diving off we realized that we we're pulling this huge trailer heavy trailer um we we're probably going into the wind at this point so we were dragging we were we were uh, burning more fuel and Man, we had the the miles left on the the screen, and it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. We were actually wondering if we were going to run out of gas on our first trip. I think I don't think at this point we had our gas in the vehicle yet. We might have. We might have, but I didn't really want to find out. I can't, uh, Corey, Corey stepped out for a second, but I don't know. I can't remember if we had the gas cans in the truck or if this is what spurred us to. Uh, she just answered. We, we had them, but we didn't want to use them. Yes, they were buried in the back of the truck. And uh, I think that got us to shift a little bit um, where they were kept for access. But anyway, anyway, as we were rolling along, the, 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 the miles left kept driving, diving off and we were nervous as shit. And uh, so we rerouted. We were going through the same thing as we do around here with no cell signal. That actually was one of my favorite drives when I was working because there was a, a long stretch of no cell signal and I couldn't get any work calls. Didn't work so well when we were trying to find the closest gas station. When we got a little signal, we mapped it out and it was like a roll of the dice, whether we were going to make it to the gas station or if we should try to head home, uh, head home would have, we would have definitely run out of gas. We knew the local area. We found the, the closest gas station and I believe we, um, we definitely hit E. We were rolling in on fumes and when we got there, it couldn't have been a tighter gas station to pull into. Um, it was a pull through, luckily, but uh, two two rows of gas pumps. We had to pull in right next to the building, <coughs> barely fit in there. 
But as we rolled in and we hit stop, it was like, it didn't matter. We could have had two inches on either side. We were just so excited to get to the gas station and fill up without running out on our first voyage. And um, man, so what it really did was it solidified the fact that A, the gas gauge is going to go down a lot quicker when we're driving. And B, it made us hyper vigilant about filling up ahead of time, like filling up before we need it. Uh, we knew we were going out, we were heading out West and we had heard all the stories about going through like North Dakota and Montana and those areas where there are very limited gas stations and how you can get just stranded. Um, so it made us hyper vigilant that anytime we were at uh, a half or less, we were looking for gas. And as soon as we saw it, we didn't skip it. Um, we didn't, we didn't say, oh, we'll just make it till the next one because we realized that that gas gauge dove down. So the biggest lesson we learned before we even left, before we even took a trip, we took a trip to get weighed and we figured out that we definitely needed better fuel management um, while we were driving. We've done good. We've done good. I don't think we've gotten into a close call situation yet. Knock on wood. Uh, even on that trip, through North Dakota, through Montana and everywhere, we we did well. We did well. We did well to any gas station we saw when we were under a half. It it worked well. So good morning, Canadian Farmstead. Thanks for swinging in. Uh, so that was our pre-trip, uh, our trip to get weighed. Uh, that, uh, that my note here was uh, how far can you go on E? Uh, we found out. We found out for sure. And we made it. Don't want to try it again. Um, we also, so then we took off. We took off. We came home. We were able to get the camper back into where we needed it um, and prep for our trip. It wasn't very long after that that we left for our trip and we took off. We found out that Corey could drive. Corey could drive with a big ass trailer behind her um, that she was a little nervous we had a pretty easy day lined out for the first day. We basically took roads that we drove a hundred times before on the way to uh, on the way to her family's cabin, and then highway after that. And we planned for a short day. We planned for an easy stay, in and out, free campground. We had planned out the whole trip. We knew where we were staying the whole way. I found a bunch of free or um, free or inexpensive campgrounds the whole way out to Long Ranch, Washington. And uh, we took off for day one. Smooth drive. Corey was feeling good. She was getting it under belt. She had had that trip, round trip to go get weighed. And now this was her first like real trip. Um, and it went well. It went well. It was a really smooth drive. Gas up went well um, on the road. And then we got to the campground. The first campground we were supposed to stay at was a free camping spot in a town in North Dakota. Basically, it was a hole in the wall drive through town. And there was supposed supposedly a free camping ground, uh, like three spots with electric hookup, water hookup in the middle of town. So it was a drive through town for sure. It was a very small um one like no stoplights a bar on a corner and a couple churches and it looked like maybe 500 people maybe um 
And we pulled in, we went to the address where the campground was supposed to be. And as we pulled by, we didn't really see anything. We saw a parking lot, an empty parking lot. Um, and being not experienced in this, we were like, is that where we're supposed to be? I think at this point, we would have pulled in there and just parked. We just parked there and said, screw it. Uh, but we had never, we had never even set up anywhere other than in our driveway before. And so we didn't, we were a, uh, unfamiliar with the setup process and, and what that was going to take B, we didn't know where we were, if we were supposed to be there. And we weren't really comfortable with how fast we could get the hell out if we had to. And I think at this point, if we set up for an overnight, just to sleep, we were, we were confident enough that we could be out. If somebody knocked on the door and said, you need to get out of here, that we'd just be like, yeah, we'll, we'll be out in a few minutes and, um, and leave. But at that point, we were a little nervous. Um, so we kept rolling by. We went past the place. We kept going down the road. And then all of a sudden, we realized we were in someone's driveway. And there was no place to turn around. And it was a, you know, we have a 32-foot 30, camper. And the the travel the the truck is a uh, extended cab four door F two fifty so long truck, and we're sitting in this person's driveway. And I said, Corey, we gotta back up <laughs> a long ways. Do you want me to get out and help? Now before we left, both I think both before we left that day and when we went away, we we practiced backing up a little bit in the driveway. Uh, in our driveway, we had a nice long uh, private driveway and dirt road that we practiced backing up. We practiced backing up and turning into like a spot. Uh, we had a place to do that. So she had a little experience with it, especially with me behind um, and helping her. And she said, no, I got it. I got it. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, she backed that thing up probably quarter to a half a mile straight. Straight, no problem, no uh, no big wild swings, no back up and go forward and readjust. But um, yeah, backed her out of there. We pulled into the parking lot where we thought that the, the campground was supposed to be. Kind of poked around, kind of looked. We backed into where we might park. And we looked at each other and said, yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. There was a, um, there was a halfway house across the street. There were some shady looking folks kind of kind of hanging around in town. It just didn't look like someplace I wanted to park for my first night on the road. And so we did a really quick Google search and we ended up finding a state park relatively close. And it was an hour or two out of the way. And we ended up going down there and staying in the state park. So... Lesson number one there is Corey can drive. Rewilder Life says Corey is my hero. Corey is my hero too. Uh, you don't even understand. She uh, she does things that um, that blow my mind on a on a daily basis. So, yeah, she is my hero also. And good morning, Digger. By the way, I saw you coming in uh, coming in the door. Thanks for joining us this morning. So the first thing I learned is, uh, man, Corey can drive uh, for sure. That I didn't have to worry about that. I knew that she wanted to drive. I knew she always wanted to drive because she doesn't do well with riding. She gets um, she gets nervous. She doesn't, um, yeah, she doesn't do well as the passenger. So being on the road full time, it was probably a necessity for her to drive. 
having her comfortable driving at a minimum. So she took off. She did awesome. And uh, and now she is a rock star. She is a rock star. About the only time I jump in the in the driver's seat is if we're stuck, really, or if uh, if she really doesn't want to get stuck and she wants me to get stuck. I will jump in and and take that for the team. But man, we learned that she could do it. Uh, the rest of the trip, we we proved that out even more. I'll talk about that in a second. But the second thing we learned on that first night was have a backup plan. Man, I planned the whole trip. I knew where we were staying, and uh, I had one option. I had one option for every place we were going to stay. Who knew that we were going to show up and the place that was advertised in several places? This wasn't like I found this on one site randomly and was like, oh, this is the go-to. This was listed on multiple sites as some place to stay. And it really might have. Now, looking at places that we've stayed since then, it might have been. We might have been fine. I um, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think at this point we would have stayed. <laughs> she's shaking her head like yeah yes we would have for sure uh at this point we would have stayed uh we've stayed in worse we've stayed in less uh desirable and um places where we thought we were less welcome than there and so it's just now we have a backup we talked on our last trip about uh after our south dakota trip about wanting to limit our our time our driving distance. This is where all of that really came from was we realized that we don't want to drive very far and that sometimes when we get place, we have extra stuff to do, whether that is travel to a different site or uh, repair or something else. And we don't want to travel six, seven, eight hours and then find out we got to drive an extra two. So limiting that time, that distance, we had an idea of how far we wanted to go. Um, the trip to Seattle kind of set that because we had a time frame we had to be there and back and it was a set amount of miles and we had to go a certain amount every day, <laughs> but it really solidified the fact that we want to not drive our max when we get someplace and we have to turn around and go further because that sucked that day. We basically got to a state park. It was getting dark and, um, yeah, it was bam, bam and gone the next day. So it would have been really nice to sit down for a little while. Well, sit down, relax for a little while after driving the whole day. So that was uh, day one of that trip. And we learned two valuable lessons. Um, then uh, let's see what else on that backup place to stay. Um, the next uh, the next day, we actually learned another lesson. We were we were learning shit fast and furious on this trip. Um, we took a trip up into North Dakota the next day. Uh, further into North Dakota. And we were scheduled to stay basically on a, it was a scenic route. It was a scenic route um, that had uh, pull-offs. It was supposed to be free camping pull-offs. Uh, it was described as, you know, you go down the road and there were um, pull-offs, like uh, uh, parking lots off to the side or or uh, travel lane type things. Um, when along the scenic path, it was like out in the, in the state land and you were supposed to be able to park there overnight. So as we're driving down this road, there were multiple, there were supposed to be multiple little pull-offs and Corey and I are driving and we're like, there's nothing big enough for our rig. 
we don't know if this was i don't know if we ever really saw anything that looked uh like what was described in the in the uh, the camping guide for that area but i didn't see anything and so we kept going and kept going and kept going we didn't see any we didn't see any and finally we came we we went past the whole thing this whole scenic uh, the scenic trail that was supposed to have these uh, pull-off parking spots camp in. We went through them all. We didn't find any. We got back on the, the the highway on the other side that was the end of the scenic route and ended up finding a little rest area. And we're like, well, shit, we're going to end up staying here tonight. Um, there was uh, there were some trucks there. There were some, uh, it looked like some long haul drivers in, in pickups and people were coming and going using the restroom. And they were also doing boat inspections. Boat inspections, the middle of North Dakota. Uh, and I was like, mm, okay, whatever. Uh, there must be a lake or something near. And on the map, you can see this huge reservoir kind of up um, off this main road we were on. And so I walk over and I asked the guy that was inspecting the boats. I said, hey, uh, can you stay here for the night? Because we didn't know if we could pop our slides out. And for us to get into the camper and function, we need to at least pop one slide out. Um, both both works. But uh, I think we could get away with popping one out a little bit just to sleep. And uh, he's like, yeah, no problem. No problem. You can stay the night here. And so we were kind of we were kind of thinking that. And he's like, but there's a there is a a public land campground up the road here, about 20 miles. It was 20 miles, wasn't it? And he uh, he's like, just head up the road, and uh, and you'll run into it. You'll see a sign for it. And we're like, all right, well, we'll go check it out. It had been raining a ton. Uh, it it seemed really muddy and mucky uh, around. And so we took off. We got up there. We didn't want to get stuck. We were in the middle of nowhere, really. We didn't see much of anybody, people. So we pulled into the entrance of this thing. And he's like, it is a, it's a pretty decent drive back there. So we were contemplating whether we wanted to do it or not. I walked down the road a little bit. We were in the parking area. We, I walked back. Corey and I are mulling over whether we wanted to take this trip back to this, uh, this campsite. And we didn't know what we wanted to do. And, uh, and we, um, and so we were standing there talking and all of a sudden the car is coming out the driveway. We're like, oh, cool. We can ask them. So we were letting the dogs out, have a little pee. They got them back in the truck and this car rolls up and they were like, Hey, how you doing? Huh? We're good. We're good. Hey, how's the, how's the road back there? And they're like, well, it's kind of bumpy, but it's not wet. It's, 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 uh, it's solid. Don't think you're going to get stuck. We said, okay, cool. He's like, how far back is it? He's going to say, a couple miles. It was like four miles. We're like, oh, okay. They're like, it's a little bumpy. It's a little bumpy, but it's well worth it. She's like, you get back there and it, it's just well worth it. And we're like, okay, all right. Yeah, sure. Well, let's go. It's better than uh, they said that we're not going to get stuck. They said it wasn't mucky. There was plenty of room to turn around once you got back there. And there were plenty of little offshoots as you go. She said, but you want to go to the end because the view is great. That's what we're out for. We're out for an adventure. And so, Corey, we get back in the truck. She drives. And it was probably the roughest four miles. <laughs> we were going, We were going like five miles an hour 
Um, it was all washboard, pothole, minimum maintenance road, but it was dry. She didn't lie. It was, we weren't going to get stuck. We made it back. And when we got to the back of this uh, four mile access road, we were so glad that we did. We were so glad that we made the trip. Uh, we pulled up onto this uh, parking spot. We pulled around and we were on the edge of probably 30, 40 foot drop. Um, 20, 30 foot drop down into the largest reservoir in North Dakota. And as you stood on the edge by our campsite, you looked out and you could see down both, uh, both sides of it, the sunrise, the sunset. We were only spending one day there, man. I wish we, I wish we had camp camp for a week. It was absolutely gorgeous. I got to go up on the, the top of the camper, check the solar panels and man, sitting up there watching, uh, just looking around, it was absolutely gorgeous. So glad that we we listened to the guy, that uh, we took the chance to go down there. And we really learned that, man, if people give you advice, people give you, uh, people give you a, a spot to go check out, that it might be worth it. <laughs> Definitely that the backup plan, um, the backup plan to the backup plan, really, because we were supposed to stay along the road out in this uh, scenic overlook or scenic area that wasn't there. Uh, we were going to stay in a, a travel restaurant and then we decided to move on. And man, option three was killer. It was probably one of the most beautiful sites we've stayed at since we've been on the road. I, I, I have to say it was like our second stop ever. And uh, it was it was phenomenal. So that was really cool. Uh, Hunter asked, do we count distance in hours or miles? Yes. We count distance in miles for gas reasons. Uh, we try to do one fill up max per trip if we can get away with it. Um, so that is mileage wise. And then we um, adjust from there using time. Uh, because obviously in the camper, we can't always go the speed that the, the speed limit on the road. And um, so we look at the time and then we adjust for longer than that. We try to shoot to that uh, two to two to four hours and that 200 um 200 mile max really so if we can get closer to 150 like we're not in a hurry to get anywhere um unless we're on a time schedule if we have to be somewhere to do something that is where we run into problems otherwise we would we would go you know 120 to 180 miles a day done done um so there's that. We learned that uh, sometimes the backup to the backup to the backup is uh, is the place you really end up needing to be. And that was cool. I was so glad we got to experience that place. Uh, a lot of the pictures from the from our profile and things like that were from this trip and uh, from the next trip. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really cool. At that site, we actually uh, learned a lesson about the dogs. Wait, Hunter says that Cor Courtney said that Amazon website is slammed and she keeps getting error messages. <laughs> Perfect. Huh? Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. Yes, that's right. Black Friday, then Cyber Monday. Oh, I don't understand why Cyber Monday. Why can't we just have cyber every day? Because we just do it online. But 
Anyway, uh, another thing we learned at that site was that um, our dog preps weren't as good as we thought they were. Uh, our dog equipment, I guess, not necessarily preps. But um, one thing that happened was Corey was the dogs were still puppies. The the puppy puppies, the the younger two, yes, you were still uh, were still puppies at that point. They were under a year, weren't they? And so at that point, we were walking them kind of Norman and Clyde together. Walter was separate. Um, they were at different different age age groups enough that we were walking them separate. Corey was going to take the, the two puppies for a walk. And I was going to stay with Walter up at the truck. There was a beautiful place for her to go walk them. Uh, long dirt roads, nothing to really bother anybody. And so I was like, all right throw Walter outside, throw Walter outside, um, and go ahead and take your walk. I'll keep an eye on him and then you can take him when you get back. And so I, I'm up on the, I was inside at that point, thank God. But, uh, Corey hooks him up outside and they, um, They take off for their walk. And so what we had for hooking them up outside was a cable that we would hook to the, the tow hooks on the front of the truck. So we'd loop them through, hook it to their back. They would just hang out outside. Think everything would be good. They take off. They take down the road. And all of a sudden I hear, wham. I was like, what the hell was that? It was loud, super loud. And so I come walking out the door of the camper. I, you know, freaking out, thinking something fell off the camper or I had no idea. And Walter is sitting next to the camper, kind of looking at me, just sitting, acting very kind of oddly. And I look behind him and on the ground is the cable from the truck and the D-ring from the back of his harness. Basically, he wanted to go on the walk with them, took off running at full speed to try to catch up to them and got stopped. And the force of him running tore the D-ring off the back of his harness. And I think it scared him more than anything, but he immediately sat down and didn't know what to do. Thank God. Um, I think he would have run to catch Corey and the other dogs. I think it would have been okay. I don't think he would have taken off. But that is always one of our biggest fears as we're not home. Uh, I guess this is home now, but when we're not, we don't have a static location, is that one of them gets loose, takes off, and doesn't know where to come back to. Uh, that is one of our biggest, biggest, biggest fears. Because especially when you're traveling, when do you leave? How long do you look? Where do you, uh, <laughs> where do you go? Backwood says, damn, Walter, he's scary. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's got a lot of force. Um, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we learned that we needed a little heavy, heavier duty equipment. I don't think we've gone to. Um, oh, yeah, I, I forgot all about the day before that, didn't I? <laughs> Another real quick. Uh, we also learned uh, something about the. We also learned something about the dog equipment the night before that 
Uh, when we went to that state park, I forgot to, I forgot all about this. I don't know how I forgot about it. I wish I had video of it for sure. Uh, but like I said, when we got to the state park, it was getting dark. Uh, we had to get the dogs for a walk. Puppies were under a year old. Walter was still under two years old. We needed to get them for a walk after being in the car for, I mean, it must've been six, seven, eight hours at that point. Cause we had dick dicked around. Um, and so the the campground, the state park campground we stayed at had a beautiful walking path around the outside. And we were excited to take them on that. We're walking along, we're looking at a river, we're uh, watching the sunset. And we came around the corner and there was a big group of people having a, a campfire. It was like several campers or campsites, a uh, big family it, it appeared to be. Had some little dogs with them uh, and we're walking along. And our boys had been relatively, um, relatively well behaved up to that point. We had never really got, they weren't very socialized when they were younger. So um, they, uh, the little dog with them started barking and running at our guys, charging, like, big tough guy little man syndrome and our guys were like oh you want to play you want to play being puppies they want to play with the thing the thing gets scared runs back towards the the campfire and being sunset the the grass was all slippery and all dewy our guys decided to take off and they wanted to play i had at that point i think i was walking walter right no, no i was walking did i still have norman I was walking Norman. I couldn't remember if this is where we switched to me walking Norman or not. Uh, but the two dogs that Corey had decided that they wanted to take off after the little dog running away. Corey uh, tried to stop them with all her might. She weighed less than the dogs combined. And all of a sudden, Corey was skiing on the heels of her shoes across the, the grass as the dog was running towards the campfire and the group of people all jumping up and screaming and running away and antagonizing the dogs to run further. Basically, if they had just sat there, everything would have been fine, but they decided to run away. Corey is uh, basically skiing, dropping down on her butt, finally got enough traction to stop the dogs. And we went to Petco the next day to buy prong collars because we realized that if the dogs wanted to take off, we had no way to stop them and she could end up taking a ride for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I really, I really wish that I had had a GoPro on my head, a camera of some sort on my chest or had video of this because it was, um, I can't describe it as, as, as beautiful as it was to watch. I am not saying I didn't giggle a little bit and, um, and felt bad about it but uh yeah it was pretty entertaining to watch her go skiing across the, the grass so we learned that our uh our, our our restraint method for the dogs were definitely not appropriate that uh, they needed a little bit more um a little bit more stopping power i guess is one way and so we got them on prong collars and they are there still still and they work very well it worked very well. If you have a dog that pulls or you have a dog that tries to get away, prong collar is the way to go. That was an interesting experience. A, another great way to start um, start our trip. 
Um, guys, we're up at 55 minutes here. I'm going to save the rest of those list for another show. I, uh, I didn't realize that, uh, that we had this much stuff on the list when Corey and I were doing it. So, um, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Um, Backwoods Butcher says the other day, Bear or GP ran full speed into the glass door the other day. <laughs> do you do you read what you type or you just you just go ahead? The other day, Bear or GP ran full speed into the glass door the other day. Thought he was gonna go through it. Um yeah, we we never had a uh, through the door thing. Do we have the cages on before we took that first trip? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. We learned a long time ago that these guys will not stop for a screen door. We ended up making kennel panel cages to go over our doors when they're open because you don't want to sit in a camper with the door shut. You want the screens. Um, <laughs> just sent it. Uh, so we ended up using cat, uh, uh, old kennel panels, cuts kennel apart, and we hang them over the doors and that will restrain them from getting in. We also have them on some of the windows here because they will go, uh, they will go straight out the, the, the window also. Rewilder Life says, oh yeah, no screens. Um, the screen at our, our big window in the slide here in our basically our living room, uh, kitchen, office, everything. Um, it, it isn't hooked up in the corner. Like they immediately blew it out because they stick their head through it out the window when the window's open. And I looked at it, can't figure out how to get it out to fix it. But the problem is it won't matter if I fix it or not because they basically go over and stick their head out the window again anyway. So we try to keep it as uh, as closed as possible for bugs and keeping bugs out. But uh, there is no point in fixing this, even if I could figure out how to make it happen because they're just going to put their head back through it. Yeah, big dogs and uh, and windows and screens just don't work well together, especially when they get excited to see what's outside. So. <laughs> Backwoods Butcher says, uh, I like to make sure my stuffer comes through on text. Your stuffer? Your what? <laughs> Canadian Farm said... Because he likes his stuffer to stay on the counter. Hey, good job on those pigs, by the way. This weekend, Canadian Farmstead, it looked like you uh, you lo you looked like you had a good time going on those, and you got a lot of awesome meat. So, uh, congrats on that on processing those pigs. Uh, anyway, guys, I think uh, I'll wrap up here. Like I said earlier, we got that three hundred twenty-five thousand Satoshi giveaway uh, coming up on Friday. We got a bunch of uh, other shows between now and then. Uh, four, I guess stutter oh stutter you want to keep your stutter available on text oh geez oh geez anyway i gotta wrap up i got uh i got some stuff to do today i gotta go wrap up this roof project with my friends over here and uh hey maybe go bid on a uh bid on a job to install some stuff for a guy in one of his rooms uh talk about that later this week if uh if and when it happens but uh, other than that, let's wrap up. I, uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out. I hope you have an awesome Cyber Monday. Uh, be patient on Amazon. Hey, if you are shopping on Amazon for Cyber Monday, be sure to use uh, a, one of our affiliate links to get you in the tracking so we get a little credit 
back when you make your awesome savings. Let's just screw them big time, guys. Do those Cyber Monday deals. Plus, get us a little kickback on the commission. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It just takes it out of the pockets of them. Kyle says, don't shake my head. I choose to be his friend. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate listening. If you'd like to participate in the live comments, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a links to all my social media services. I offer recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great Monday, guys. Make it a great week. Start this one off great. We're rolling into the holiday season. Corey and I watched uh, Christmas Vacation and Elf last night before uh, we wrapped up the weekend. So holiday mood is in full swing. Make it a great day, guys, and we'll see you in the morning.